We just got to get through it so we can get to Final Force because that one looks cool. They somehow made it so much worse. <laughs> You're listening to Fandoms. I'm your host, Brody Otway. Join me as I interview a guest about anything from cute boys to playing with toys. Today on the show, we'll be interviewing Caleb about toy anime. Hello, this is Caleb Karoshi from the YouTube channel CoreVision. Yeah, I found your YouTube channel like about a week ago and mm-hmm. I ended up watching the, um, was it Spin Masters was the yo-yo sh- uh, anime? Yeah, that one's uh, Super Yo-Yo in the West. Uh, its Japanese name is Josuko Supina, which is just super fast spinner. Yes, oh, I was from that first clip you showed at the beginning i was i was like hey i i need to i need to go hard on this right and that's how my obsession with it started too i saw that clip online and i just had to go deep into finding out what it was oh so how would you describe the toy anime genre does a toy anime differentiate from battle hobbies yeah so i guess the term battle hobby is more like the toy itself like a toy can be a battle hobby I sort of use toy anime and battle hobby interchangeably, but I think toy anime gets the idea across to someone who's never heard it before, so I usually use that instead. As for like what the genre is, it's more of like, it's kind of like battle anime, if you've seen that, stuff like Naruto, My Hero Academia, but mixed mm-hmm. with sports anime, whereas instead of like a sport, they're using a toy, but they still use a lot of like plot lines from battle anime, where there's like evil villains, powers, like power scaling. But often there's also like a lot of tournament arcs. They have teams, they have friendship, stuff like that from sports anime. So stuff like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Beyblade. Right. And uh, yeah. What was your first toy anime that really hooked you in? Yeah, that's hard to answer because I I was pretty young when I was watching this stuff. So I know for a fact it's either like Pokemon, Bakugan, or Beyblade because I was obsessed with those as a kid. I'm inclined to say I think it was actually Bakugan that got me into it, though. Okay, yeah. If if you count Pokemon, then I guess that would have been it for me. Mm-hmm. But the first one where, like, I remember the show actually being, like, them using the product to battle mm-hmm. in, like, the sense that it is in real life, kind of, was either, either Beyblade or Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, Beyblade is absolutely my favorite one. I think Bakugan was the first. Pokemon's definitely, like, a gray area, so... I don't know if I would count it, but I think Bakugan was probably the first one where I was like, yeah, that's like the actual toy. And then once it got to Beyblade, that's when I was like, actually like really into it. Yeah, I was, I was around the age where like, I enjoyed the show for early Bakugan, Mm -hmm. but I was a little bit on the like, I was just aging out of kind of Uh, that phase where I was like, I I can't go buy the toys because girls are gonna, (laughs) girls are gonna think I'm weird. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Now I've passed that point and I'm at the point where I'm just like, whatever, I'm gonna buy all the nerdy shit i missed out on during that time of shame i'm the exact same way i was starting to age out of it as like beyblade was starting to come to an end the metal fusion saga i should say and i i feel really ashamed of it but like i i let myself convince myself right that i need to feel grown up so i got to get rid of all these stupid toys because i had like every beyblade i had almost every bakugan and i'd gotten rid of them so now here i am trying to recollect them and of course they're like twice as expensive right because they're out of print Oh, I know. I was looking at the like classic Beyblades mm-hmm. the other day and I was just like, I wish I could splurge on these right now. I know. I've I've mostly gotten all the ones from Metal Fusion back. Jesus, did it do a number on my wallet. So in your opinion, what is the best?
best toy anime? Ooh, that's a good one. There, I guess it depends on the metric. I think if you're thinking of toy, I say Pokemon's a gray area, but like in terms of impact, if you count Pokemon, that might be the best one. Just because I mean, the most people have seen it, most people have been impacted by it. Mm-hmm. In my personal opinion, the best one like that had the most impact on me is probably Beyblade Metal Fusion. I think that's the one that has the most like battle anime elements. Um, it's what really got me interested in anime and Japanese like culture in general. Um, I think it also has one of the strongest stories out of any toy anime. Um, maybe Five Ds is a bit stronger, like Yu Gi Oh Five Ds, but I like Metal Fusion is the one for me. <laughs> That's awesome. I actually haven't seen the Metal Fusion series yet. I kind of was there for the original Beyblade Mm. series and a a little bit into the like next ones. It was actually we have we all had the toys here before we got the show. And so I got a call frantically from my friend one day being like, did you watch Beyblade this morning? I was like, what do you mean watch Beyblade? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, there's a Beyblade show. I'm like, there's wait there's a show about our colored spinning tops and luckily they re-aired it in the afternoon Mm. because back in those days we did not have any kind of streaming or anything so i ended up catching it and i was Mm -hmm. hooked from that point on yeah beyblade is really good at hooking you i think what like because i've seen the first one as well metal fusion burst and the plastic generation their first episodes are really good at hooking you in which i think is really great because like ginga um what's his name then tyson they're very different protagonists right like ginga's super overpowered tyson he's a little strong but like he loses a lot you know he always has to climb his way back up um but i still love how beyblade always is able to hook you right yes in. the the bit beasts were such a great concept yeah i was like we all were so into collecting them like half for the bit beasts and half because like you wanted the different types just to collect but those bit beasts gave it such right. an extra aspect to collecting. Yeah, Beyblade's so good. I remember actually um, when I was into Metal Fusion, near the end, before I gave away all like my Beyblades, I was talking to my parents about it. Um, and apparently they tried to get me into the old plastic generation too. Because that was like winding down when I was about starting to get old enough to be able to play with them. And I think it's really funny because when they tried to get me to play with it, I just wouldn't do it. And then I like devoured Metal Fusion when that one came out. That's so funny. My daughter is just on the age where she's starting to show interest in it. I bought all these Beyblades thinking that I'd get her into it. Oh, yeah. And uh, I found them all Mm -hmm. at the dollar store randomly for like five bucks. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to grab Beyblades. And then I went to Walmart and found some that came with launchers. And she's just starting to show some interest in it. Well, if you're trying to get her interested in it, I would actually recommend because Burst is actually winding down and Beyblade X, which is the next generation, is just starting up. I personally haven't played much of Burst because I feel like it's a little bit more complicated and it's hard for me to actually assemble some of the Beyblades, admittedly. I'm also, it's also like the tail end of the generation, so the Beyblades are their most complex right now. But if you want to try and get someone new into it, like your daughter, Beyblade X would probably be better because it's just starting up, so it's going to be a lot simpler of a system at the beginning. That's good to know. That's really good to know. Yeah, I've actually imported a couple ones uh, over from Japan since they haven't made it to America yet. Yeah, I, I did that with the Digimon Vital Breath bracelets. Gotta love living in the modern age. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, my friends have a couple of those. I want one, I just haven't gotten around to getting one yet. Oh, they're fun, they're fun. It was the only way I actually could convince my daughter to go for walks. I'm like, here, here's a little cute monster. Like, Come for a walk <laughs> with me and he'll get bigger and stronger. And she was totally into Pokemon. So it was just, it, mm. it hooked her in right away. She loves Wormmon now. Have you tried playing uh, the Pokemon Go app? Yes, but for some reason, my phone doesn't tether to her tablet. And so oh. we haven't been able to go for an actual, like we got it all set up and stuff, went to go for a walk. Mm -hmm. And every time we hit the corner, it would just stop connecting. And then we tried to connect it to other oh, devices and it worked fine. But like, she's dead set on using her tablet. She's a little OCD. We're trying to get over that obstacle for Pokemon Go. I get that. Yeah, I, I really wanted to be into Pokemon Go. Unfortunately, the neighborhood I lived in when the game launched had just been built like a few months before. So that didn't have any of the streets loaded. I couldn't catch anything there. There were no like Pokestops. So for like a full year, I just couldn't even play the game. And then I just never got into it. Oh yeah, that's rough. Like I live in like a mid-sized city where like everything is super old or mm -hmm. they would have things mislabeled half the time. You'd like walk past a oh, corner really? store and it would say it was like an old church. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, it, 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 our, it's lots of them are still like that actually. It's kind of funny. There's a dentist office near my kid's house that it still says it's a church. Oh, nice. So are there any toy anime that you really hate that you just vehemently cannot stand? You know what? I don't know if there's one I would say I like absolutely hate. There's some I definitely don't like. I think like there's never really a terrible toy anime. There's just like painfully generic ones. <laughs> Off the top of my head, some of the worst ones I've seen like recently. Actually, the new generation of Bakugan, uh, Bakugan 3.0, that one's pretty bad. It's... It's again, just like really bland. The game doesn't make sense. They never show the Bakugan as toys, which doesn't really make sense because like yeah. if it's supposed to be an advertisement, you want to show them as toys. Definitely. Probably the worst one though. Have you heard of Mixmaster by chance? I just watched the first half of your video on it last night oh, did while you see I was that falling one? asleep. I'm figuring yeah, that one. after this actually. That one was something special. Oh my goodness. So for people listening in, right? Mixmaster is a South Korean like card game based off of a South Korean MMO and then made into a show and it got two seasons. So there's the regular Mixmaster, which is just, I don't know, generic. It's a generic like save the world kind of thing. Then there's the second season, Final Force, which tries to update it with new art. There's 3D animation. There's like mechas now. <laughs> um, and that all sounds like it's really cool. We were all, when me and my friends were watching the first season, we were like, oh, just we just got to get through it so we can get to Final Force because that one looks cool. They somehow made it so much worse. <laughs> oh, that's great. Like it's okay up until maybe the first third of the season. And then it's just spinning its wheels, doing the same thing over and over again. Or like they'll hang out with just the people from Earth and not deal with any of the like monster nonsense. And it's just so boring. Like nothing is happening the entire show. Oh, I, I can't wait to finish the video then and hear your full thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I think I did a really good job in that video. There's one where I like, I pull, I BS my way through the show and I talk about like how I'm trying to analyze it as deeply as possible. And then I do like a rug pull and I'm like, but the show doesn't capitalize on any of that possibility. <laughs> That is great. I've, I've loved all your content I've seen so far, man. I gotta say, like, there hasn't been a dud out of the bunch. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I try and put my all into these videos. So how did you decide to start making content of toy anime of all things? Honestly, I just kind of stumbled into it. I, 
my channel has been around for like years. Um, there's a couple non-toy anime videos I've left up, but I've had a lot of experiments with just random stuff throughout the years. Um, and then I, I mentioned, right, I saw that clip from Super Yo-Yo and it was just so strange. And I had this insatiable curiosity to understand this show. Because like from my point of view, before I saw that clip, I only knew about Beyblade, Bakugan, Digimon, Pokemon, um, you know, like the big four or five, mm -hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh. Sorry, I don't want to forget that one. I only really knew about the big five. So the idea that there was like another toy anime I didn't know about just seemed strange. So I dug into Super Yo-Yo. There was like a lot behind it. Um, and it was also like there was there was a bonus point to me doing Super Yo-Yo because a lot of it was in Japanese and I'm studying Japanese. So I was like, cool, I'll work on this deep dive and I'll also practice the language. That's cool. Um, so I did that. I made this super big video. All my friends loved it. Um, and I was like, you know what? This is kind of fun. And I like while working on it, I discovered a few others. Um, because I was watching so many Super Yo-Yo videos, I started to get recommended Bottle Man <laughs> videos. And I was like, what is Bottle Man? This is even weirder. They battle with bottle caps? So of course I start watching Bottle Man and I have to make a video on that. Um, then my friends now knowing I watched these like toy shows, they're like, hey, have you heard of Moncart? I'm like, what is Moncart? So we watch Moncart and I make that video. Um, and it just kind of spiraled from there, honestly. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool that your friends are so supportive and everything. Yeah, I really appreciate them. Shout out to Fox, Ray, Joe. They all show up in my videos from time to time. Awesome. So what's the most bizarre one you've covered? Which one was just the most out there? Okay, now I'm going to recommend you one of my videos. Uh, if you haven't seen the Barcode Fighters one, you absolutely need to. So Barcode Fighters is probably the most wild one. It's based on an old toy from, I want to think, the late 80s to early 90s, where... It's like a portable um, game console, kind of like the Game Boy, but a lot more primitive. So it just displays numbers on a screen. You can put like a barcode through it and it will randomly generate stats for a character and you have those two characters battle. The manga basically existed to give like a visualization to those battles with the barcodes and also teach kids how the barcode system worked. But it slowly goes off the rails. So it starts with just a regular like tournament arc um, friends uh battling rivals you know you just battle a new character each week but pretty soon it becomes this like dark sci-fi fantasy where there's this evil villain called the barcode emperor who's trying to infiltrate the like machine they use to play barcodes and turn the entire universe into mm -hmm. barcodes um and at a certain point the author so the mangaka is actually <laughs> Uh, what's like the rating for this podcast? By oh, the way? totally explicit. Okay, cool. So the mangaka is a hentai artist. Oh boy, he's actually—if you've heard of the Electric Tale of Pikachu—he yep. um, also did that. Yep, he did that. Um, so after the barcode battler toy itself got canceled, um, and he only had like a few chapters to wrap up the story because the manga was getting mm -hmm. canceled, he went full deep dive into whatever he wanted. Um, so he took a character who uh sakura was originally a gag character where it's a joke that she is a guy um even though or like was born male but she's a, a girl um and that was originally a joke but he's like okay i'm gonna take it to its logical extreme for the last chapter and he just explores like her trans identity for a full three chapters all and like that's what the show 
or the manga becomes and it's so wild out there and i love it that's that's actually hilarious i have vaguely heard of barcode uh sorry what's it called again yeah the barcode battler it was a semi-popular toy in japan in the like early 90s i think it came to the west um, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think uh, I think a previous guest I had uh, from the podcast Shonen Flop, I believe they've covered it on their podcast. I think that's where oh, I really? heard of it because they cover uh, canceled mangas, and a lot of the time it's like that, where like the author knows they're getting canceled, and they do one of two things: they do a time skip mm-hmm. and wrap everything up post time skip, or it gets balls to the walls crazy and they just do whatever the hell they want because they know they're yeah i love when they do that yeah because there's a there's actually a lot of toy mangaka who will do that second ending um actually the predecessor to beyblade um because takara tomi actually tried a tops based series before beyblade that flopped um that manga only got a few chapters it didn't even get a like full volume release of a manga um and when that one was canceled the mangaka went off the rails and just made all the like tops have faces and talk and everything (laughs) i thought that one was great oh i have to check that out it is like impossible to find um i actually had to import a few issues of the magazine it was published in um because it's not like online anywhere i only have a few of the chapters even oh that's crazy yeah a lot of stuff's pretty hard to find Mm -hmm. yeah actually part of um when i started my channel one of my goals originally was to try and archive a lot of this stuff because it's so hard to find right like the super yo-yo manga is not too hard to find um but some of the extra material like some one shots um are really difficult to find because they're published in separate yo-yo magazines and i had to hunt those down for the video um so originally i wanted to try and translate and preserve some of this stuff and i do still have a personal archive for them but it's too much work to be translating them all so i kind of stopped uploading them to places yeah no that makes sense that's cool that you're preserving some part of uh history and translating things that other people normally would never get to experience because like i don't speak a lick of japanese so i never mm. would have experienced stuff the yo-yo show or yeah half of these things otherwise yeah and i'm just uh you know i'm kind of afraid right like a lot of people don't speak japanese and they also don't like value shows based on Mm -hmm. toys because i mean honestly they're not as important as something like naruto to the cultural canon right but i feel like that just leaves it to be very easily become lost media so i try and preserve it as i can yeah definitely yeah it's not too often things blow up in the sense of like or the scale of like pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff Mm -hmm. so if you had to live in the Yu-Gi-Oh universe or Beyblade universe or another world where all the conflict is dealt with through some kind of purchasable product. Which world are you picking? Okay, that's that's a difficult one because I want to pick a world that's safe for myself, <laughs> but also one that's fun, right? And like the more safe it is, the less fun generally. I want to think Pokemon just because I think I think the concept of catching Pokemon and having those like friends is really cool, but also the Pokemon world would be so incredibly dangerous. Yeah, especially like if it's the manga world, then yeah, it's pretty freaking dangerous. Oh yeah, especially that one. And then like, yeah, because there's uh there's the anime scene right where the girl hugs like um what is it? It's not Magmar. It's the Magcargo. But like in real life, if you hug Macargo, if you're a thousand feet near Macargo, you burn to death. Yeah, some of the Pokedex entries are wild. Mm-hmm. I actually I love those dorkly videos where they like do the like if Pokemon uh, 
Pokedex yeah, their Pokedex videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are pretty good. I think Pokemon is good, but if I were to choose one, it probably would be Beyblade. Just because, like, I think, I don't know, I just like Beyblade. Yeah, and that makes sense. It's it's a good middle level between, like, you might mm. get your Beyblade hunted and stuff, but, like, it's not like Yu-Gi-Oh! where somebody might come try and steal your soul in a card game or something like that. Yeah, that's true. There is, like, one world-ending calamity at the very end, but other than that, I mean, most of it's not too dangerous. And that's with Metal Fusion. Yeah, and I mean, unless you're the protagonist, I don't think you got to worry about that. It kind of just happens without you knowing. Yeah. And, you know, being in a toy anime, there's that safety of knowing that, you know, the protagonist will come and save everything for you. That's very true. So why do you think nothing is really blown up to the scale of Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or Beyblade in a long time? Yeah, I think there's a number of reasons that could be. I think for Pokemon, you know, it was the perfect storm of events because a lot of it was built up through like playground rumors, word of mouth, and word of mouth isn't as powerful in like the day of the internet. Cause like we know the answers, right? If you True. want to know if Mew's under the truck, you just look it up on Google. Whereas that stuff can flourish. And then of course, if your friend is telling you Mew's under the truck, you got to get the game and go find it and try, right? I think it could also be just that as like the internet becomes more prominent, there are more ways to take away kids' attention uh, and they don't play toys as much. There's actually a lot of articles about people complaining that um, like traditional games and toys died when the NES was built because people started playing video games and they didn't play with toys anymore. Because actually Beyblade, um, its predecessor, the one I talked about before, was actually built in collaboration with Puyo Puyo. Um, it's like a video game tie-in because they were like, okay, kids are not playing with Beigoma, which are, Beigoma are like little tops uh, made of metal yeah. that is sort of what Beyblade is based off of. So a lot of companies were like, okay, kids don't want to play with Begoma. They don't want to play with traditional toys. Let's try mixing them with video games because that's what they are playing. That flopped super hard. And then they made Beyblade and that sort of did pretty good. And I think it's more just like chance what catches hold sometimes too, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. I've just been waiting for that next big phenomenon. Like nothing's come mm. up with my kids' generation yeah. at all. Like Pokemon is still the thing that is like dominating right. classes. And, you know, it might also be that, like, the way we consume media is different. Because Metal Fusion sold the most out of any Beyblade. And I also personally think Metal Fusion might be the best written Beyblade generation. But Metal Fusion was also on TV. Whereas I think a lot of Burst and Beyblade X are being released online. And, you know, streaming is very recent still. So history may decide this plays out differently. But it could also just be the case that if it's not on TV, it just doesn't blow up in the same way. Yeah, I guess, like, when I was a kid and Beyblade was, like, huge, I actually didn't know Metal Fusion outsold that original generation, but, like, it was the Saturday morning cartoon for, like, the year it came out, so everyone was talking mm -hmm. about it, you're right, word of mouth spread, everybody was talking about the show on the playground, bringing their Beyblades until we got them banned from school. Right. <laughs> So have you ever had any negative experiences with any of the fans of shows you've covered? Um, surprisingly not. Honestly, I've gotten a lot of really good comments from people. That's that's also encouraged me to keep going, you know. A lot of the people have been very generous and kind about my videos. Um, they'll compliment the things I've been doing. They might point out a few disagreements, but no one's been, like, negative about it. Like, the only negative comment I've gotten, um, and this one's really funny. I need to try and find it. But it was actually on my barcode video. Actually, let me pull that up real fast. Yeah, okay. So I don't particularly know why he said it. Um, someone just said, oh no, Lehe Lehekin evil capitalism. 
touch a dumbbell estrogen cell. <laughs> <laughs> so for a while on Discord, my nickname was just estrogen cell because we all found that comment so funny. Oh, that is great. Like, I literally had to like, like take a second to process what that even meant. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, I... It was it was a good one. I liked that comment, but that's the only negative comment I've received. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm still yet to get any, but I, I, I'm I'm waiting for it. Oh, it just happens inevitably, you know. Once you get big enough, I'm sure as I keep going, I'll get more. To wrap things up here, what is your favorite <laughs> part about toy anime? You know, I've debated with myself why I like it a lot. I think it might be. Because I'm a fan of battle anime, you know, it's like that shonen stuff is what got me into it. My Hero Academia, um, Naruto, stuff like that. But, but like battle anime can get really repetitive. So I think I've also found myself very drawn to sort of non-traditional battle anime. Um, stuff like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, right? Where the battles are very puzzly. Um, they're not how you would normally imagine a battle going. Um, I'm also a huge fan of just like content that's so bad it's good. I found a lot of toy anime kind of hit that middle ground. Like early Yu-Gi-Oh has some really awkward stuff. Super Yo-Yo was super awkward to get through. Um, and I just find that stuff like really funny. But I also like the uniqueness you can see in toy anime for their battles. Because the way they come up with battles is really unique. There's this one anime I want to review that I haven't gotten to, Bakuso Kyodai, where they battle with toy cars. And there's some wild stuff in that too. But I think what it really is, is it's just like, it's sort of battle anime, but it's also really unique and creative in ways I don't often expect. So even though it can be really awkward, sometimes there's like that hidden gem that's just really genuinely good, like Barcode Fighters. And it, when it catches you off guard, it's really powerful. Awesome. So thanks a lot for coming on. It has been so much fun getting to talk to you. I was so pumped when you reached out and said you were down to do this. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm really glad to have this opportunity to talk with you. I hope everybody takes some time to check him out on YouTube at Core Vision. Leave a comment saying that I sent you. And I'll be sure to reply to it. I try and reply to everyone I get a comment from. And if you could see somebody come on the show, is there anybody you would recommend for a guest? Yeah, if I had to recommend somebody, uh, I've got a couple of friends. I don't know if it would fit like the fandom thing. They probably have something they're like huge fans of. But I know who might be like a really interesting person. I have a friend named Cameron. I could send you some of his details and probably my friend Joe. He makes really good content, um, like short films and stuff. Awesome. I hope I hear from them. Yeah, I'll definitely try and send them your way. Awesome. Thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks for tuning in. If you know someone who would make a great guest or want to come on yourself, shoot me an email at pod.fandoms at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter or Instagram. Or you can follow us on our Facebook page. Or come hang out with us on Discord, where you can give us feedback, submit questions, vote on logos, or just come hang out. Hope to see you there. And if you haven't already, make sure you go and give us a 5-star rating on your podcast app of choice. We really appreciate it.